This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the state health department reports 135 more fatalities from COVID-19. That's the most in almost two months. There were also 11,335 newly confirmed cases Thursday. That's the most since July. No reaction to this grim news from the governor. He's been laying low since the election and will no doubt steer clear of reporters until the outrage over the armed raid on COVID whistleblower Rebecca Jones has subsided. Democrats say the governor is displaying a bunker mentality. We have come together today uh, to make the request that our state end this silence and the secrecy regarding the COVID numbers. You know, governor, the election is over. Your buddy lost. Now let's get back to the business. Stop abandoning your Floridians because your buddy didn't win and let's get back to work. Ron DeSantis is not the only Florida Republican ticking off the Dems these days. They say Attorney General Ashley Moody has no business getting involved in a lawsuit by the Attorney General in Texas, who is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to throw out the votes in four swing states won by Joe Biden. Who does the Attorney General represent? Floridians. That's who you should be concerned of not a frivolous lawsuit by Texas. We were disappointed to see that the attorney general's resources and staff time would be devoted to filing an amicus brief on a case which is entirely specious and frivolous and without any evidence whatsoever. There is some good news to pass along on the COVID front. The first vaccinations could begin in Florida as early as Monday. We are preparing for the rollout of the vaccine. The allocation to Florida should be happening this weekend. We're hoping that uh, vaccination starts on Monday with five Florida hospitals that have the ultra-cold storage facility to uh, store the Pfizer vaccine. The Department of Health did not make a formal announcement about this. It actually came out during a meeting of the State Council on Homelessness. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and the stories of two Florida men. One was arrested for refusing to mask up. The other wishes he had a mask when he opened a garbage can and found the dead dude had been there for at least two months. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, December 11th. On this date in 1941, Germany and Italy declared war on the U.S. after America declared war on their ally, Japan, for their attack on Pearl Harbor. The U.S. responded by declaring war on Germany and Italy. A total of 75 million people were dead by the time it was done, most of them civilians. The latest report on Florida's COVID carnage is a doozy. The health department reporting 11,335 new cases. That's the highest number since July 25th and increases the statewide total to 1,094,697. The state also reporting 135 new fatalities. That's the highest daily death toll since mid-October. The virus has now claimed 19,851 lives in Florida. There is some good news, though. Vaccines may be available for a select group of Floridians as early as next week. That's the word from Patricia Boswell, who runs the health department in Volusia County. We are preparing for the rollout of the vaccine. The allocation to Florida should be happening this weekend. We're hoping that uh, vaccination starts on Monday with five Florida hospitals that have the ultra-cold storage facility to Uh, store the Pfizer vaccine. We are focused uh, with the allocation uh, that Florida will be receiving on vaccinating um, our healthcare workers in the hospitals, followed by the residents at long-term care facilities, 
The long-term care facilities uh, will, uh, it's a partnership between CVS and Walgreens providing that. Um, we basically want to make sure that everyone understands that this vaccine is safe and effective and will help us return to normal day-to-day -day activities. Uh, we do um, locally have vaccine planning uh, going on weekly with the idea of making sure that we reach our most vulnerable citizens with this um, opportunity. We do know that in, um, in our nation, there's vaccine hesitancy, whether it be for COVID or other. Flu is another example uh, where not everyone um, takes that opportunity to protect themselves. And we do know that there's a, another group um, that may be willing to take the vaccine, but wants me to go first. Um, so I do think that there'll have to be some um, simple, clear, consistent vaccine messaging. And um, that is in development and CDC is um, working on getting that out across the country, but Florida is doing some specific uh, messaging, demonstrating, putting people that are trusted in the community out in the front to say, hey, watch me, I'm taking the vaccine, things are good. And so I do think that that's going to be a strategy that we're going to have to use to uh, demonstrate how safe and effective this can be. The health department didn't make any sort of formal announcement about the vaccines. Boswell's remarks came during a virtual meeting of the Florida Council on Homelessness. And that's a pretty good example of what's happening on a much wider scale in Florida. Next up on Sunrise, a deep dive into secrecy, misinformation, statistical manipulation, and the politics of COVID-19. But first, a word from the sponsors. You're listening to the Sunrise podcast from Florida Politics, and we are much obliged. As the number of COVID-19 cases are increasing, the potential collision of COVID-19 and the flu virus could lead to a new word Floridians do not want to use, twindemic. That is why Florida Blue, the Florida Hospital Association, and the Florida Medical Association have joined forces to encourage Floridians to get their flu vaccine today. Visit floridablue.com, fha.org, or flmedical.org to learn more and support a flu-free Florida. Welcome back to Sunrise. Democrats in the Florida Senate are calling out the governor, saying it's time to stop following the president's lead and get serious about masking up in the Sunshine State. Senator Gary Farmer of Lighthouse Point says the situation is dire and the governor is missing in action. Ten months into this pandemic, our level of concern is growing. Not only that we are no closer to reining in this infection, but as the deaths and hospitalizations continue to mount, the situation is growing more and more dire, and indications are it will continue to grow more dire. And we are here today because of our state's failure to enact meaningful, comprehensive statewide policies that would not only curb the spread and growth of this virus, but help our economy. Other governors have uh, been regularly laying out press conferences and talking about what the state is doing to curb the numbers and growth but our state seems to be stuck in a bunker mentality, releasing as little information as possible. And there seems to be growing evidence that some of the data being released may not be accurate. Moreover, uh, the state uh, is preempting local municipalities and counties who are, are attempting to enact common sense protections such as mask mandates that will slow and reduce the spread of this virus while helping uh, the economy to recover. So we have come together today 
uh, to make the request that our state end the silence and the secrecy regarding the COVID numbers. And we are here uh, to remind our state leaders and our governor in particular that he has an obligation to reduce the harm of this pandemic uh, to this state and the harm being caused to the people of the state and the economy of the state of Florida. Senator Lori Berman of Delray Beach says it's not just the secrecy, it's the deliberate misinformation and the retaliation against COVID whistleblower Rebecca Jones, whose home was raided by state agents earlier this week. Transparency, truth, and leadership are what we need to get through this pandemic. But instead, we're getting secrecy, misinformation, and an abandonment of, frankly, of governmental responsibility. The news that broke earlier this week of the armed execution of a search warrant on a whistleblower and former state employee dramatically illustrates the lengths that the governor goes to to maintain his grip on public information. And it's part of a troubling pattern. From the very start of this pandemic, Governor DeSantis has done his best to hide the critical facts and data from the people of Florida. Basic information on the spread of COVID was withheld. Further, the Surgeon General and County Health Departments have been muzzled. The people of Florida have a right to know the progress of this disease. We have the right to make our own decisions to mitigate and balance the risks to ourselves, our families, and our livelihoods. And we have a right to speak out without fear of retaliation when our government is hiding the facts. The lack of transparency has put politics over our lives and Floridians have paid the price with over 1 million cases and 19,000 deaths. We reject Governor DeSantis's politicization of public health. Senator Tina Polsky of Boca Raton says the first thing the governor should do is make masks mandatory and set an example by using them himself. She says they protect people and will help protect the state economy. The governor was urged by his own people to adopt a statewide mask mandate and refused. A basic and simple measure we know helped stop the transmission of this horrible disease was instead turned into a political sledgehammer, leaving Floridians vulnerable to exposure, illness, and possible death all for the sake of a political agenda. Democrats have repeatedly called for the governor to mandate masks in Florida. We didn't do this for political points or for one party or for any other reason than masks work. They work medically. Multiple studies show that counties in Kansas that had mask mandates fared far better than counties without. It also works economically. Just last month, professors in finance at the University of Utah published their research showing that covering our faces is not only good for our public health, but our economic health too. Those states that issued mandatory face masks not only showed diminished infection rates, but immediate higher economic activity. In other words, when people feel safety measures are being taken seriously, consumer confidence rises. When they feel safe, they spend more. The governor may be betting the state's recovery on a vaccine that won't be available to most Floridians for at least several months, but instituting masks now means an economic and public health lifeline immediately available, delivering immediate results. Campaign season was a terrible example of his and others' failure to lead and participate in maskless super spreader events. And now, at the very worst time for our country, he's hosting parties at the mansion with no masks. It's just so simple, and I don't understand what the burden is.
it's a piece of cloth. A mask is not a symbol of liberty. It is a tool that can help stop the spread of this terrible disease and save lives. 3,000 people died yesterday in this country. So why not use it? Senator Janet Cruz of Tampa says it's time for the governor to tell Florida the truth and to stop following the lead of Donald Trump. Throughout the pandemic, the governor would routinely hold press conferences. Uh, Was it throughout the pandemic or was it really before the election? He was trying to put his best possible spin on this questionable handling of the crisis. You know, that ended last month and he's been rarely cited since. Instead, we get pre-recorded videos telling Floridians that all is well. Well, Governor, have you seen the numbers? Honestly, come on. You know, the governor has shied away from the media and has neglected to keep his constituents properly informed. You know, Governor, the election is over. Your buddy lost. Now let's get back to the business. Stop abandoning your Floridians because your buddy didn't win and let's get back to work. It seems as if the governor cannot find the time to update the public on the range of pressing issues from unemployment to the pandemic response to communication on the damn vaccine. He does, however, have the time to go on to Fox to spar with the mainstream media over the election results. Gov, your buddy lost. Let's go here. It's crystal clear what his priorities are, and they're not the safety of our constituents. More than 1 million infections. We're approaching 20,000 dead, high job losses, an unemployment system that still can't get the damn claims paid right. You know, evictions and foreclosures get ready because that tsunami is headed straight for us. I don't hear leadership talking about what we're going to do. You know, I feel really honestly like we're on a captainless ship and we're set adrift in these turbulent seas and Floridians have been left to their own devices. If the governor isn't willing to do the job this pandemic demands, he should step aside and let our local mayors do the job for him. Floridians need help right now. The governor needs to untie the hands of these local officials and allow them to effectively mitigate the harm to the lives and the businesses his inaction has caused. DeSantis is not the only Florida Republican in their sights. Senator Farmer says Attorney General Ashley Moody should be investigating the governor's repeated violations of the Sunshine Law. Instead, she has joined in a lawsuit from Texas, asking the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn the election by invalidating Joe Biden's wins in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia. We've seen mounting evidence of pretty significant concerns about potential Sunshine Law violations and failure to report data and actually perhaps withholding information and data. And we were, we were disappointed to see that the Attorney General's resources and staff time would be devoted to filing an amicus brief uh, on a case which is entirely specious and frivolous and without any evidence whatsoever. Um, our courts have, have considered every uh, challenge by the Trump administration to this election There is absolutely no evidence supporting the claims being made by Rudy Giuliani and others. And uh, it was quite disappointing to see our state joining in that frivolous request to get the Supreme Court uh, to take up a case or cases that were rightly dismissed uh, because they have no factual basis underlying them whatsoever. Senator Victor Torres of Orlando says Attorney General Moody seems to have forgotten she works for the people of Florida, not the governor and certainly not Donald Trump. Who does uh, the Attorney General represent? Floridians, 
That's what you should be concerned of, not a frivolous lawsuit by Texas. She, this is not a party issue, and she's making it a political issue, and she needs to take care of Floridians. That's her, her constitutional uh, responsibility to the people of Florida. Senator Berman says she's astounded that Moody would join in a lawsuit that challenges mail-in ballots, you know, the ones that work so well in Florida. Part of the lawsuit has to do with vote-by-mail ballots, which we have been very successful in doing in Florida, and um, they're attacking them. And, and for our attorney general to be attacking vote-by-mail when we use it so successfully here in, in the state is, is pretty hypocritical, and we need to... Um, I'm sorry to see our taxpayer dollars going to this spacious lawsuit. Nearly 5 million Floridians used a mail-in ballot in the last election, the most in state history. Your calendar of events begins with a meeting of the trustees at the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind. They're holding committee meetings and a workshop in St. Augustine at 8, followed by a board meeting at 10. The Education Estimating Conference starts at 9 to analyze enrollment in school districts. The Treasure Coast Regional Planning Council meets at 9.30 in Stewart. The Hillsborough County Legislative Delegation meets online at 10 as they prepare for the 2021 session. At 10.30, the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Florida is holding a virtual media availability to announce what's described as, quote, an indictment of statewide significance. Orlando Congresswoman Val Demings will speak during an online meeting of the Forum Club of the Palm Beaches at noon. The Council of Presidents for the Florida College System meets online at 1. The Revenue Estimating Conference meets at 1.30 to talk about the State Unemployment Compensation Trust Fund. The Hendry County Legislative Delegation meets at 4 in Clewiston. And at 6, State Representative Elizabeth Fetterhoff will host the Badge of Hope Gala in DeLand to benefit the Volusia Sheriff's Youth Foundation. A Florida man who agreed to keep a friend's garbage can in his yard discovers a dead dude inside. A resident of the Windmill Mobile Home Park in Manatee County told authorities it sat on his property for two months before he noticed a bad smell and took off the lid. Inside the 55-gallon container was a wrapped human body in advanced stages of decomposition. They're still trying to ID it and determine the cause of death. Finally today, a Florida man who serves as a commissioner for Eastlake Fire Rescue is busted in Key West for refusing to wear a mask. 64-year-old James Dalrymple was leading a group down Duval Street when a cop told the masks are required in the city. Dalrymple responded by saying, the governor's order says we don't have to. Then he walked away and refused to identify himself, so he was cuffed and taken to the Monroe County Detention Center. That's it for today's installment of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again on Monday as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.